Hi, and welcome to another episode of Tech Takeaways, the show that gives you technical insights in little bite-sized chunks. Um, on this week's show, I'm joined by uh, by the usual team. Um, I've got Wayne Miller and Jason Fitzgerald. Morning, gents. Morning, morning Stringy. Uh, there you go. Giving it away, we're, we're doing this in a morning, um, so we do actually get out of bed to do these things. Um, so on this week's show, we're actually we're, we're picking up on an interesting topic about how, um, how to not make mistakes when you build what you think are resilient infrastructures. So, um, so Wayne, why, why have we come up with this topic? Well, why have we come up with it? We've been asked to come up with it, to be fair. We had a couple of discovery calls over the, uh, the last couple of weeks, and um, on the calls, Jason asked a couple of questions that we delved into infrastructure and how we're making it, well, how people should make it resilient, and we found out that they weren't. So, Jace, if you could just give us a, a minute or two on you know, how you, what you class as infrastructure resilience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I think when, when we're talking about resiliency, I think, you know, we need to look at why do we want to be resilient? Um, you know, are we after just being resilient for the sake of it or, or why, what's, the, what's the purpose of going after it? And essentially it's, uh, the, the, what does the business achieve once they've built in some resiliency into their IT infrastructure? And essentially it's more uptime less disruption to, 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 to staff and workloads and able to, to operate. Um, but it means different things to different people. Um, so if we talk to someone in IT department, for example, and you say, you know, are you guys resilient? They might come back and say, well, we've got multiple power supply units in each server and therefore we think we are resilient. Um, or we've got RAID set up um, on the data drives and so... They say, yeah, well, of course we're resilient. But if you dig a little bit deeper, sometimes it's not always the case. I think that's a really good point, actually, about what we think of resilience. You know, so we, you know, Jason's great example there that people buy servers with resilient components, for example, and think, oh, we've built, developed some resilience. But actually what they've never really asked is, what, what, what is resilience? You know, what do we need as an organization to have have resilience. Yeah, one of the things that I, I've talked about with businesses for a very long time is this idea of recovery time and recovery point objective. So, you know, the, the, there's a slight difference between the two. Recovery time is if everything goes wrong, how quick do you get stuff back? Recovery point is how much information or data are you prepared to lose? So, you know, if you have um, a backup that runs once a day, for example, and then you have some kind of infrastructure failure, the possibility is you could lose up to 24 hours worth of information. And if that's okay for you as a business, perfectly fine. You know, that's that's okay. They're okay to be recovery time, recovery points. But actually understanding basic stuff like that is an important part of deciding and designing what resilience needs to look like. That's right, yeah. You know, and, and, and I think as Jay was saying, you know, often people will do things like buy multiple servers and multiple network cards, and then what they'll have from their server is a connection into one switch. So actually if that switch then fails, you lose all of the resilience of that server. It doesn't matter how many power supplies, how many disks, how many network cards. If it's only connected via one network switch, then all that goes. But the reason that, that things like that happen is because nobody's really thought about, well, why do we want resilience? What does resilience even mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think that uh, it's, it's, it's almost like a scenario-based approach that you need to take. Yeah. Um, you know, we you, you touched on servers being you know resilient, so they'll have multiple power supplies in. So if a single power supply component fails, the server won't necessarily go offline because it's still got a power supply to it or a, a different individual component could fail and it stays online. So how do you consider the wider infrastructure 
with that in mind. So, you know, Paul mentioned what, what we see a lot of times, which is I've got a I've got a resilient server with all these extra components in it, but there's one network connection coming out of it. Okay, well, if that network cable goes down for whatever reason, the switch that it's connected into fails, what happens? Well, ultimately that server goes offline. The server's still powered up, but no one can access the workload that's running on it. So is that a resilient configuration? Well, no. Not at all, um, because we've got a single point of failure um, and that's going to go offline if, if you just build out the scenario a little bit further. Um, so we, we, we often find that a lot of cases, businesses think we're resilient, but, but they're not. Um, I mean, the, the way to architect that is, you know, we look at using multiple connections from the server into multiple switches. Um, so if one of those switches fails, traffic is rerouted through the other one and ultimately the workload remains online. The upshot is that the business remains up. You know, the IT services are still online, they're still available. They may be impacted performance-wise, but they're still there. Um, you know, ultimately we're looking to say, how do we eliminate those downtime events? Um, and and when, when you look to build that out, things like SD-WAN comes into that as well. So software-defined yeah. internet connections, where ultimately we say, you know, traditionally you might have one internet connection into your, into your business. If that internet connection goes down, what is the impact of that? Well, no one can get online. And if you've got services that external users need, they can't come in to the business and, and do it. Um, so we're offline there, but SD-WAN looks to address that because essentially it's a highly available internet connection. So we put multiple connections into the firewalls and should one of those connections goes down, it will reroute out the other one. Yeah, okay, so like uh, self-healing. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay. So how, I mean, as a, a business owner, I just assume that we are infrastructure resilient. Is there, a, you know, is there an audit? Is there questions that, you know, MDs, you know, finance directors can be asking our IT departments? You know, what advice would you give to business owners to not challenge IT, but just to ask some questions? Well, maybe just to kind of jump in. I mean, obviously as the business owner of the business that me and Jason are part of, we're just going to tell you yes. Uh, that's all you need to know. Um, but but I think, I, I mean, I think in terms of questions, you, you almost want to step back just a touch first to say, you know, Jason made actually a really good point about kind of you're trying to, you're trying to level out those kind of peaks and troughs in availability. And what, what you're looking for is, are my key systems available all of the time? And I think what's important is that you, you do just need to take that step back first that says, okay, well, what are my key systems? Yeah. And what does available look like? Because actually, when, you, when you're designing this kind of resilience, resilience is very layered. So we talked a lot here about infrastructure resilience at a hardware level, at a connectivity level. But you've also got things where you need to consider above and beyond that. So at a server, an application layer. And then depending on the type of resilience you want, actually depends where you start to design that resilience in. And of course, cloud has changed quite a lot of this for, for a lot of organizations. You know, they are thinking... For example, so, so one of the mistakes you often see made is that people move workloads and infrastructure to the public cloud. So yeah. I've now put my stuff in Azure. Isn't that magically resilient? Well, it depends what you want by magically resilient, of course. If what you want is, does some server at Microsoft in some big cloud data center fail? Do I notice? Well, the answer will be no, you won't notice because Microsoft have built that resilience in. Very similar to mm. you've put your VMware estate on-prem. You've got multiple server hosts and actually VMware can cope with the fact that one of your servers fails and it'll keep your server workload running. But if what you actually want to protect is, well, what happens if we lose a geographic location with Microsoft? Well, Microsoft will do that to an extent, 
but only if you paid for it. So you can do geo availability with Microsoft, but not out the box. Microsoft aren't just doing that for you. So you've, you know, you've got to, so, so all of these things that we're talking about here are true about whether that infrastructure is yours in your data center, whether that's in the public cloud, or, you know, whether that's spread across colos, you've got to think about these things. So, so I think that initial thing is, is to understand what does resilience look like? And then as a business, actually, you can start to work towards how do we design things that meet that kind of resilient need. It's, it's almost a bit like whack-a-mole, isn't it? Mm. I've got a problem here. Great. I've killed that one because it's pop, the, the head's popped up over here somewhere. So every time something somebody knocks down that little mole, what you want is your infrastructure to pop up elsewhere and say, yeah. here I am, still running, um, you know, so, so we're good to go. But part of the reason it's important to understand what that looks like from a business is because resilience is not free. So, you know, even at the simple example we started with, if I want to serve with multiple network cards, multiple power supplies, multiple switches to connect into, multiple network connections, every time I do multiple something, it costs me a little bit more. You know, so so understand what resilience is, understand the cost that you're prepared or the investment you're prepared to make in meeting those resilience. And it almost then becomes a risk thing. You know, if we say, well, it's really important to us. I, I mean, I, I've, I've sat in tons of meetings in my IT life where people said, well, we want this thing running 24-7. And then when you say how much, well, 24-7 is going to cost you this, you, the next phrase is often, well, I know I said 24-7, but what I mean is, could we have it up in the next eight hours and not lose too much data? They're very, very different designs to go from, from one to the other. Okay. Um, we talked a little bit there about some best practices and what you should think of. Is there any resources or references that we could point some of the listeners to? Um, is that a conversation? Is that starting at the, what needs to be available? What does that look like? Yeah, so I'm not sure um, uh, what what resources we could point people to, um, but uh, we can give some information, um, some advice around this, um, which which my, my advice would be to, as Paul says, understand your key infrastructure components, uh, key applications, and almost adopt this kind of scenario-based approach. So the scenario would start at, you know, what happens if a component fails in this? Okay, that's great. We'll address there. What happens if the switch fails? Okay, we'll address there. What happens if the internet connection goes down? What can we do to address each of those? As Paul mentioned, if you if you build now into cloud, you, you almost need to have that resilient by design. So you, you're considering it for services that you are newly adopting. Um, so as as you're designing those services, you're designing it with it with resiliency in mind, so that you're not having to go back and say, well, actually we should have thought about that because there was an outage last week. Okay, um, Paul, some sum up some tech takeaways. So I, I think, well, I mean, partly Jason's kind of summed that summed that up perfectly. I think, but you know, I, I think for me with resilience your starting point just has to be what do, what do we mean by resilience and then have a real conversation about what resilience might cost. So yeah. think about what does what's uptime, what, what are our key services because not all services need to be resilient. You know, some services do, some services don't. And then you can start to design, well, what does resilience mean? You know, and, and you can look at, you know, what, I, I suppose one thing actually I will throw in that we haven't talked about, if you're designing infrastructure resilience as an organisation, one of the things to think about is this kind of idea of tier zero services. So these are things like Active Directory controllers, yeah. DNS services, the things that you need to make sure your infrastructure runs. Don't just worry about how do I make sure that database is brought online quickly because that database won't work if the rest of that infrastructure is not in existence already. So if I don't have DNS and domain controllers yeah. or whatever, then it doesn't matter when I reboot that, that, that SQL database, for example, 
it's just not going to be there. But but I think you know if, if there was a the one key takeaway, maybe two is understand what you need as resilience and understand what those key services are and, and how resilient they need to be and then design everything else around that. Mm-hmm. So you know that that would be kind of my my takeaway. And this is awkward now because I'm now going to wrap up the show having also answered the last well, question. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put a, a key takeaway, actually. Um, Few. Go and take a look <laughs> at your infrastructure and identify which services you have running on a single device or server and start there. That's a great takeaway. Thank you. Uh, and, and, that, and that made these, this whole thing a lot neater when I, uh, when I close it out. So, Wayne... Jason, uh, yeah, I think that's great. I think a really interesting discussion. You know, and it is a question we get asked a lot about how do we make sure that this stuff maintains resilience. So, um, so hey, look, if you've enjoyed the episode, um, then please do do leave a comment. Um, and if you want to make sure you catch all episodes of Tech Takeaways, and you can subscribe here on our YouTube channel, or you can subscribe in all good homes of podcasts. Uh, and you can find our previous episodes if you pop over to the Gardener Systems website uh, and look under news and podcasts, and you'll find all of our shows there. Uh, but until next time, thanks for watching.